0: Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Comic Book Storyline. I'm Brian Sorensen, known as Bri the Comic Book Guy. You can reach out to me on Instagram at brythecomicbookguy. the Comic Book Guy. You can also email me, brythecomicbookguy Guy at gmail.com. What I'm liking to do with this podcast is to go over the events and crossovers that have spanned the DC and Marvel Universe throughout the years. We're going to be covering a lot of different storylines all over the spectrum from rec- more recent runs in the last few years to some of the more epic ones the first one that i decided to go with is going to be the huge one civil war now this encompassed every character in the marvel universe that was around at the time there's 99 issues in the crossover total but we don't have time to cover every single one in the first episode so we're only going to be doing branches of the storyline in the first episodes this is going to be a four-parter So we're going to start out with the issues that are covered in this four-parter. The first issues we're going to cover are Amazing Spider-Man 529 through 534, Fantastic Four 536 through 539, New Avengers Illuminati, which was a one-shot number one, She-Hulk number eight, Wolverine 42 through 44, Civil War Frontline 1 through 4, Thunderbolts 103 through 104. Civil War the main storyline issues 1 through 3, New Avengers 21 and 22, Cable and Deadpool 30 and Young Avengers plus the Runaways issue 1. And there's a lot to cover with these crossovers, so what I'm going to do in this podcast is we're going to go over all the different issues and summarize what happened in every issue. And at the conclusion of this four-parter, we're going to go over the differences and the comparisons between the movies and the comics when it is relevant. Sometimes I'll go into detail during the discussion about what the differences are, but at the end we'll come to a conclusion and you'll see there are differences between the movie Captain America Civil War and the comic book Civil War because there's a lot of different things going on there. So this is the ride we're going on. I hope you enjoy it, and like I said, I will be posting pictures on my Instagram, at the comic book Guy. so that way you can see what issues you want to start collecting if you enjoy this podcast enough to want to start collecting this series. So we're going to start out with the road to Civil War and how things got started. Spider-Man is working for Iron Man, the Fantastic Four is about to be divided, and the secret team called the Illuminati, who may have seen in Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse, uh, is about to break. Now, the big difference right away from the movies and the comics is the first tie-in is this issue, right off the bat, it's the first appearance of Spider-Man's Iron Spider costume. Since he works for Iron Man, it was kind of like a gift to Peter because he's working for him and everything. But as we venture along on the path of the Civil War, you'll see that that may have not been a good idea. Now, the first three issues, it kind of goes through a a little bit of a a, a meld story. uh, Amazing Spider-Man 529 through 531. Peter uh, adjusts to his new costume costume by taking down some bad guys. He loves the suit and everything. Uh, And then Tony asks him after his uh, brief test there uh, to come to Washington, D.C. with him for some hearings. It turns out to be a discussion about something called a Registration Act, and Peter's kind of puzzled by it, but he doesn't really go into details. Now, as Peter and Tony leave the Capitol building, the villain Crimson Dynamo attacks. And after Spider-Man saves the day, Tony proves the point to the Registration Act panel that the world does need heroes. We're still trying to figure out what that all means, but it does eventually come to light. Now, after that uh, hearing happens, Tony uh, is seen leaving uh, the Capitol. Crimson Dynamo ends up in a remote wooded area outside of Washington, D.C., and Iron Man shows up. It turns out he paid Crimson Dynamo to attack Spider-Man to kind of prove his point and help get the ball rolling. And we see where Tony is really desperate to get this registration act going. We're not really sure at this point how desperate he is, but we will see how he is truly capable of. The first two issues of Fantastic Four really don't have much to mention as far as the Superhero Registration Act. They show an object falling from the sky and Dr. Doom trying to make a grab for it. And it's a familiar hammer from one blonde god of thunder who is actually totally missing from the entirety of of the storyline, except for these two issues right here. Um, At the end of the second Fantastic Four issue we see somebody blonde jump in front of a line of people trying to get a hammer, grab the hammer, bolt of lightning disappears. And that's really the only time you ever see Thor in this. Now the Illuminati issue uh, in this comic form is Iron Man, Reed Richards, Professor Xavier, Namor the Submariner, Black Bolt, and Doctor Strange. And you find out since the old days of the comics, for us back in 1963, but in their timeline it's really not that far off. You see that these heroes came together, and they always had these secret meetings throughout the years to discuss the major issues going on in the Marvel Universe, and they found out everything that was going on ahead of everybody else. Well, in this issue, Iron Man, at the end, brings the Superhero Registration Act to them, and it's about to hit the fan. And Reed and Tony are all about it. They're all on board. Namor and the rest are shocked that they'd even be willing to go for it. Doctor Strange just gets up and vanishes and says, don't call me again, and the rest leave and say, we don't have anything to do with it. So, clearly, sides are forming right there. Now, the, the first issue after the road to is issue one of the main storyline of Civil War. Uh, it's where it hits the fan right away. And here's one of the biggest differences between the comic form and the movie form. In the movie, it's the Avengers taking part in a battle and leaves dozens dead, and the world governments finally do something about it with the, Oco- the Sokovia Accords. Well, in the comic book version, the Catalyst is a young superhero team called the New Warriors. They're young kids. and They've turned their adventures into a reality TV show, and they go hunting for bad guys. Well, this episode of their TV show, they find a bunch of bad guys hiding in a safe house, but before they can get the jump on them, the bad guys spot them, and a bad battle happens, but the battle is right across the street from a school, but I'll get to that in a few minutes. One of the bad guys named Nitro, he's got explosive powers, he gets hurled into a school bus by Namor and the Submariner's cousin, Nimorta. Now, you'll see her. Uh, she's going to be featured in one of the movies coming up. He gets charged up and ignites his powers, which blows everything up in a few block radius, including the school, houses, everything. Now, the heroes immediately jump in and help rescue people, and the tensions are clearly mounting. You can see Iron Man and Captain America kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, so, the news shows, uh, it flash-forwards to the news where it says, Superhero Registration Act is going to be voted on. And while that's going on, all the heavy-hitter heroes are gathering in Avengers Tower. At the time, they live in a big tower that Tony owns to discuss their options. And you can, se- you can tell right there that some people are going for one side and want to go into the other. Now, a character you've seen in the uh, What If cartoon, the Watcher, he appears, and usually in the comics, when the Watcher appears, the heroes go, oh, crap, what's going to happen now? And Captain America is not the only one there, so he doesn't know that he's there, but everybody knows something serious is about to happen if the Watcher uh, is on scene. He doesn't say anything, and then it flashes to Captain America is on a S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier talking to the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point in the timeline of comics, Maria Hill, and Nick Fury is off on his own adventures and Maria Hill is in charge. She's not a big fan of Captain America, the way he's going about things, and she's totally on the side of the registration and everything like that. Uh, she tells Captain America that the Avengers are basically going to be on the front line of rounding up all the heroes that don't back the Registration Act. He argues with her about things, and a big fight with a bunch of agents happen when they try and storm him, which is always a bad idea because he's Captain America. He ends up jumping off uh, out of the helicarrier and onto a jet that's guarding the helicarrier and makes his getaway. And you cut away to Washington, D.C., with the Registration Act supporters are being dis- are discussing what to do with Captain America. At the end of the issue, it's Iron Man, Reed Richards, and Hank Pym telling them that leave Captain America to us. So that's kind of freaky. That's not something you want to hear. Uh, so now we start getting into the, uh, the issues that cover between issues one and two of Civil War. The first one is She-Hulk number eight. Now, She-Hulk is an attorney. You're going to see that in the upcoming uh, She-Hulk TV show. Uh, she's an attorney who goes to bat for the New Warriors, who didn't die in the explosion, or are trying to say that it wasn't really their fault. you know, They were just trying to do their jobs. And somebody's exposing their identities online, and they try and figure out who it is, but it ends up being one of their disgruntled former teammates that blasts all their identities on the Internet. Uh, the issue ends with them finding that person, totally getting everything out. But you can see that there's a lot of tension right now, With superheroes. Now, one of the other biggest differences in the comic books is that Wolverine is present during Civil War, but he is only present in his issues of the storyline. It's pretty much him going after Nitro and ultimately catching up to him, and this is the biggest thing. Between the comics and the storylines, Wolverine's nowhere to be found in the movies, obviously. Um, Now, the first issue of Wolverine is uh, during the meeting in Avengers Tower during Civil War Issue 1, and Iron Man telling him not to track down Nitro. Wolverine, of course, is telling him, you can basically stick it. Luke Cage is trying to tell him to do that, too. He tells them both to leave him alone, and he just leaves the tower. He ends up going to the site of the explosion, which they're calling the Stamford Incident, because it happened in Stamford, Connecticut, and he picks up Nitro's trail, now, this is the only issues that Wolverine is in because it's him hunting everybody or uh, hunting Nitro out on his own. Uh, so the next one the cover is Amazing Spider-Man 532. This shows Peter and Tony going to Washington where Tony's talking to the president about pushing the registration act through and it's revealed that Tony is in fact Iron Man. Now, in the comic book continuity, Tony has gone back and forth between admitting he's Iron Man and saying that it is somebody else with him, so com- him coming out as Iron Man this time is a big shock to everybody, so he wanted to be the one that got the ball rolling, because with the Registration Act, you had to reveal your identity and register with the government. Uh, he then lays it on Peter that if he's on the side of the Registration Act, he needs to reveal his identity, too. Now, in the comics, no one has held on to their secret identity more than Spider-Man. He has been a big big, no, 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 nobody can know who I really am. And this issue shows his struggle between trying to decide if he wants to do that or what he's going to do. In the end, he ultimately decides to join Iron Man at a press conference where he decides to go public. Now, the next tie-in is uh, Frontline Number 1. Now, Frontline is a unique series in this storyline, as is told from the perspective of some of the reporters at the Daily Bugle, where Peter Parker works, and how they're involved in covering the events as they unfold. So, you get to see a unique perspective in these issues. Uh, This issue features the survivor of the Stanford incident, the new warrior Speedball, who was thrown from the blast with the help of his powers, and he managed to survive. He ends up being a scapegoat for everything that happened, and he lands in jail, but he wants to be jail jail due to his crimes, because he does feel bad about it. Uh, And the issue continues with Spider-Man giving a tip to one of the reporters to go to Iron Man's press conference, because something big is going to go on. And the issue starts with Tony revealing to the world that he is indeed Iron Man, and shows his support for the Registration Act. And you're going to see a lot of blending of the storylines, like from different perspectives of different issues throughout the series. Now, Thunderbolts 103. The Thunderbolts were originally a bunch of bad guys pretending to be good guys, with the direction of Baron Zemo. You've heard of him. Him from the Civil War movie. This is a totally different character, but there are some aspects from the movie. Uh, the major differences between the two here, as in the comic, Iron Man recruits him and his team, who has eventually come out to be bad guys, but they're sort of helping things out. Uh, and Iron Man wants him to help recruit him to catch the other bad guys, because he knows that when the war does break out, the heroes are going to be you know, locked dead on and nobody's going to be able to watch the bad guys. So that is the biggest, another big difference between the movies and the comics. Now, uh, Civil War issue two of the main storyline, you can definitely see the lines are being drawn. Uh, Reed seems like he's keeping something from Sue as she's asking about a disc on a table that has the number 42 on it. He seems very distant and goes, oh, don't worry about that. Iron Man is talking to his buddy Happy Hogan if he's doing the right thing with the Registration Act, which in fact passes at the stroke of midnight and you get to see everything that's going on. Well, Immediately after that, some of the young Avengers, which are the uh, young group of kids that uh, the Avengers are training, they get taken into custody. But as usual, Captain America is there to save today. He was undercover as one of the drivers who was transporting him, as well as Falcon was in there as well. He helped set him free, and they're taken to their new hideout, which Nick Fury helped them set up. You don't see Nick Fury really at all. Uh, technically in most of them you get to see a hologram of him eventually but you get to hear things that he's helping them do without actually being there now you can clearly see the heroes are going Team Iron Man to Captain America by seeing where they end up Uh, the issue ends with a press conference where Tony does reveal he's Iron Man and Spider-Man reveals he's Peter Parker and the issue ends with J. Jonah Jameson passing out over the announcement and Peter says does anybody have any questions so it was a huge deal Uh, The next issue is Frontline Number Two. Shows the fallout from at the Daily Bugle when Spider-Man reveals that he's Peter, who he's worked there up until that moment. Now the reporters are trying to make sense of it all, and they are just so confused about what's going on. Now, Frontline is also split into a couple of different stories. There's little bits here and there going on from different aspects of the Marvel Universe at this time. It also follows Speedball, like I had said, who was arrested for his crimes. Uh, He was offered a chance to sign the registration act because he refuses because he doesn't think he has to go through all that. So he is sent to prison where he is not treated well. And this storyline for Speedball, it does not go well for him and only continues to go downhill from there at this point. New Avengers 21. Now, each one of the issue's features a different member of the New Avengers at the time and their struggles of trying to figure out what side to be on and what's going on. Uh, We see Captain America contemplating his choices as he's taking a stand in the act. But he's attacked by a new S.H.I.E.L.D. unit in what is called Cape Killer armor. It's a new effective armor that they're trying to go after all the heroes that are not cooperating. Uh, He's even hit harder when he sees that one of the guys coming after him is Dum Dum Dugan. Now, in the comics, he is Nick Fury's right hand in S.H.I.E.L.D. In the movies, you saw him. He was in the first Captain America with his little round hat on. So that was really the only chance you saw him. Plus, in a couple episodes of Agent Carter, so uh, it it shows that Captain America. Some people that he believed to be his closest friends would be turning against him, so he's really having a debacle there. He calls up Falcon just to make sure that Falcon's on his side, which of course he is. That's a similarity between the movies and the comics there. Falcon's always right there for him. And the duo go over to Avengers Tower where they try and get Hank Pym, who they... Don't know what the time is on Team Iron Man like all the way like he's one of the leaders of it. Uh, more Cake Killers rush in because it's a trap and everything. They escape. Uh, now they're feeling pretty bitter about this and now they're wondering who they can really trust. Now back over to the Wolverine story in Wolverine number forty three. Logan is hot on the trail of Nitro. He's getting really close. There's also a few other people on his trail that we kind of see in uh, different aspects. Like okay here hey what's going on yeah we going to go do this but you don't know who they are yet. So Logan's driving along on a motorcycle where going to where Nitro is, and all of a sudden he leaps into the air and it's Iron Man right in the middle of the air. And he tells Iron Man he smelled his boosters even in his stealth mode. So that's just one thing about how badass Wolverine is, as you can tell, he he's got just all these awesome powers and can just do this. It shows how he is. Now, it shows why at this time he's an Avenger and an X-Men too. He is doing double duty at this time. Now, Tony conceded that they did need Nitro's location, which they needed Logan to help him get, because he knew he was going to break out on his own. But he has a S.H.I.E.L.D. team with them, which Wolverine doesn't like because he wanted him to go after him alone. Now, it ends up backfiring, literally, as Nitro explodes again. The S.H.I.E.L.D. team is all messed up, and Wolverine ...is just completely wasted, but his healing factor does kick in, but Nitro doesn't know it at the time, so he's out uh, of the blast radius, and he calls this number... And it ends up being somebody in Washington, which you don't see, but you see Washington, D.C. So something shady is going on, and he does have help from somebody that's clearly that is not a superhero, but you're trying to figure out what is going on. The issue ends with a quickly healed Logan knocking Nitro down and popping his claws. So he's already mad, and, and that's never ending up good for anybody with Wolverine if his claws are popped. Amazing Spider-Man 533 is up next. This shows the effects of Peter revealing that he is Spider-Man to the world. J. Jonah Jameson feels betrayed, ends up suing Peter Parker for all of the damages he thinks he has caused over the years to him and for faking that he has been indeed Spider-Man all this time. We also see his wife at the time, Mary Jane and Aunt May congratulating him for being so brave and they were helping him decide whether or not to uh, reveal his identity, but they did go along with it and they watched the press conference as uh, he watches Tony mention that Spider-Man is going to be on a task force hunting the unregistered heroes which up until this point, Spider-Man didn't know about and he's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Uh, While he's going to meet up with Tony, there's a few pages where all of Spider-Man's major bad guys are watching the conference and they're all puzzled. Some are shocked, some are not. You can clearly see that they're all like, oh, all of his bad guys know who he is now. That's not going to be good. Well, The issue ends with Peter confronting Tony about the task force hunting all the unregistered guys down and Tony apologizes for not warning him sooner but then showed him a good chunk of team Iron Man and said this is who you're going to be working with and you get to see uh, most of team Iron Man at this point Fantastic 4 538 is up next and this the team is spending a brief moment with Johnny Storm who in the first uh, issue of Civil War he gets knocked unconscious because people are still kind of ticked off about the heroes and everything like that and uh Johnny is out in public and gets mobbed and he ends up in the hospital like really really hurt. Uh, Sue and Reed are arguing about hunting down their friends Sue doesn't think it's right and Reed's like it's a necessity we have to do this and she just can't believe what she's hearing. And they both end up walking away after the thing comes in and just tells him to knock it off this is not the time for it so he takes first watch and staying with Johnny's side because the team has just been to take turns watching by his side. Sue comes in later and takes her turn with her brother Thing's he- thing heads out into the streets where he sees some heroes fighting heroes, but he doesn't help, even though people are saying, hey, you should go help. Uh, He hears all this stuff going on on his former street, where he used to uh, be when he grew up. It's called Yancey Street. Now, in the comics, uh, it's quite regularly featured in the uh, Fantastic Four issues that he grew up on Yancey Street. Everybody knows him there. Uh, So, he ends up lecturing everyone about, what if no one has the right idea, and then storms off, like, I can't deal with this anymore. And, you know, it's just a big Thing here, where Thing is confronted with a moral crisis. He wants to do the right thing, but he doesn't think this is right. So he's really not sure what he is going to do. Civil War, Frontline number three. Speedball is having a really rough time in prison. He's mostly dealing with She-Hulk trying to convince him that he has a one-time deal to sign the Registration Act, and he's refusing. Uh, and elsewhere, some of the B-list and C-list heroes... They bring in a Daily Bugle reporter and tell her about their refusal to sign the act and why, and it would ruin everything and everything. They end up fighting a bad guy who's out into the street, which casualties ensue, and they feel incredibly guilty, and they all run away. So they're instantly going to be messed with and captured later on. Uh, Thunderbolts 104. Zemo has fully embraced capturing bad guys. In fact... It was already part of his plan that he was going to be capturing bad guys because he has some plan in the works for him, but you don't necessarily see what's going on with it at this point. But he's training some of them as he's trying to get them to work together as a team, but you clearly don't know what the agenda is for everything yet. So he's fully on board with, yeah, I'll capture all the bad guys, but Tony doesn't really know what he's doing with them. He only partially reveals that he's trying to make a superhero team to head out to attack the character called the Grand Master. Now, you saw him in Thor Ragnarok, but he, in the comics, is a cosmic being who has messed with the heroes over the years and has some slight against Zemo, and Zemo wants to try and get the Grandmaster back for what he did, so he's got to get a big enough team. Now, the end shows Zemo going to Captain America and wanting to tell him what Iron Man's plan is because he sort of gleamed what Iron Man's doing, so it looks like now he's playing both sides of the field here. Now, Civil War issue number three, it starts hitting the fan right away. It picks up right after Spider-Man's reveal, and all the heroes are basically going, what is going on here? We some see some of Team Captain America in a diner in their new identities. It's Captain America, Daredevil, Goliath, which you saw in the Ant-Man 2 movie, uh, uh, Bill Foster, and... Uh, And Hercules. So uh, they're eating lunch and they get a hot tip that there's an explosion with a ton of victims and an industrial plant. So they head into action with the rest of the team, Captain America. They all converge. But they realize it's a huge trap because it's a Stark Industries own business. Iron Man and his whole team ends up there right away. Uh, They're getting ready to fight. But Captain America and Iron Man kind of meet in the middle and to talk things over. But when Captain America goes to shake Iron Man's hand, it all goes to crap because he's got an EMP little device that immediately immobilizes his armor. So it's game on for both teams. They start fighting. It's friend versus friend. It's the first time you get to see all of the heroes really against each other because they both think that everything that they're doing is the right way to go. Iron Man armor reboots and he just starts fighting with Captain America. They just start beating the crap out of each other. And Maria Hill and her troops are on standby while saying, Codename Lightning is on its way. Now there's a big flash of lightning and the issue ends with Thor coming down. So we're like, Is this really Thor? What is going on here? Now some of the funniest issues in comics are with Deadpool in it. Now Cable and Deadpool number 30, uh, this and issue 31 are some of the funniest issues that are going on because it's just... Deadpool at his best. Now, Deadpool's fighting the Great Lakes Avengers, which is now called the Great Lakes Champions, and he's going all over this inner monologue in his head about what's going on and everything, but they're telling him that he's talking out loud. So he is really talking out loud and everything. So it's just funny right there. He ends up being taken into the government by these guys and he's recruited to Team Iron Man to help capture the unregistered heroes, which Wade goes fully in on because they gave him a badge and he's just like, ooh, shiny, I have a badge now. Now Cable shows up. Now, if for those who aren't familiar with Cable, in the comics he's one of uh, the X-Men in the, in this particular time frame but he's a time traveling being that has Goes back and forth. And in reality, he's the son who's gone to the future of Cyclops. So that is kind of his little backstory there. But Cable has worked for a long time in the comics at this point with Deadpool. So Cable shows up to talk to him about his decision, but he doesn't know he's on Team Captain America yet. Now Wade thinks he's getting a tip where Daredevil is after Cable leaves, so he goes after him. And after a brief fight, he realizes it's just a fake Daredevil, and he is surrounded by Team Captain America because they were having a trap on him because they wanted to kind of convince him to go on his side. And the next issue is Young Avengers and Runaways number one. Now, the Young Avengers are already on team cap, and the Runaways are a group of kids who find out that their parents are all bad guys, so they band together and they, well, they run away as a group. And this first issue shows the Runaways in California trying to just blend in and have a good time and not deal with the madness that's going on around them. But there's a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents at where they're at checking for superheroes, so they get kind of tense. But a bad guy kind of disrupts the day, and they try and save the day, and the Young Avengers jump in to say, "Hey, we'll help you. Can you know? Would you talk to us about joining uh, our cause?" But the Runaways don't really see it that way at first, and they just start a brief fight. Now it also should be noted the Young Avengers also include Cassie Lang which is going to be in the upcoming Ant-Man 3 movie. She's Scott Lang's uh, daughter uh, with the codename of Stature. Uh, Speed and Wiccan are also on the Young Avengers and you've seen them in WandaVision. Uh, those are her kids but they're the spirits of Wanda's kids have inhabited two different people's bodies in the comics frame but that's a story for another day. And also a familiar face of Katie Bishop who at the time is using the name Hawkeye. And Vision is is their mentor and leader at the moment, so he gets them all, grits ready to go, and uh, they end up uh, having a brief tense fight because they're not really sure what's going on here, and that's kind of how the issue ends. Uh, Civil War Frontline: We jump over to the group of B and C list heroes that started telling a story to the uh, uh, Daily Bugle reporter. Her name's Sally. Uh, they get raided by Shield Cape Killers, and they find out a startling revelation that the government and Shield. Tracks the reporters that are out and about to see where they're going and who they're talking to. So it's a big deal for the reporters. Hey, everywhere we go, things are getting raided. Uh, And meanwhile, another reporter named Ben Ulrich, he gets a visit by the Green Goblin. And it is just a weird situation where he gets attacked by the Green Goblin. And you kind of flash forward back and forth from that storyline in the issue. In the speedball aspect of the storyline, he's still in prison. He's getting pushed around. He's getting beat up a lot because the prisoners are blaming him for what's going on. And he still thinks he's innocent uh, in his eyes. But... He's just going along because he doesn't want to admit that he has to sign a registration because he doesn't want to admit that he he did anything wrong. He gets a visit from his mother, pretty much tells him that his parents are ashamed of him. They won't even speak to him again. And this just shows the continuing spiral downward of a once happy, bubbly hero. So now he's just a wreck because that happened. New Avengers 22. This one features Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, who in the comic books are married and have a baby. Uh, Iron Man and Carol Danvers, who are going by Miss Marvel in this uh, time in the comic books, they're trying to convince Luke Cage to sign the registration act to be on Team Iron Man. It doesn't work out for Tony, uh, even with smooth talking, so they end up leaving. Luke tells Jessica Jones to take the baby and leave. He's not signing it. So after a little bit of a goodbye, she does leave. She's hesitant, but she does. So you'll flash forward the next page to Luke is home alone, Total darkness, everything, and sure enough, cake pillars come in, which he starts tearing through, but they almost overwhelm him. But then a familiar shield crashes through the roof. Cap, Falcon, and Daredevil jump in to help and rescue him. Uh, they win the day, and suddenly Luke Cage is now on Team Captain America. Wolverine 44 is up next. Wolverine has that unfortunate incident with Nitro in the previous issue, but the other people that are working to try and get Nitro kind of step in. At this point, we're still not truly really sure what they're doing. So uh, Logan almost guts Nitro, but it's revealed that he's been giving him help. He's been getting help. Uh, the people in Washington have been boosting his powers in the form of these pills, which made his explosion go further, and which is why he caused that much damage. Uh, He's about to reveal who gave them the pills when those other people step in. A fight briefly happens because Wolverine's like, nope, this is my thing. But it's quickly revealed in the end of that fight that the people that are after him as well are special Atlantean soldiers. So, you know, Namor is the one that sent him at this point. And sure enough, the person who shows up at the end of the issue is Namor. Because his cousin was on the New Warriors and she died in the explosion. So up pops Namor and that can't be good for Wolverine. The next two issues I'm going to talk about, they kind of run at the same time, but you see different aspects of what's going on. It's Amazing Spider-Man 534 and Fantastic Four 539. They pretty much run at the same time, but from the perspectives of Spider-Man and Thing. The first hero prisoners are being transported to a secure location. Iron Man and Spider-Man are at the forefront of the convoy, but they're attacked by these missiles. They don't know where they came from. They avoid getting hit by the missiles themselves, but their convoy gets hit and there's people hurt. Uh, Spider-Man encounters Captain America, who's trying to figure out what's going on with the the attack and everything and try and rescue those prisoners. They start fighting. This is the first time Peter starts to doubt what's going on because he's fighting his idol, Captain America. So this is kind of like a big thing for him. And it's kind of along the lines of the fight in a movie where they went back and forth at the airport and it ends up with Peter webbing Captain America's shield so he can't use it. But Captain America takes off after he knocks the wind out of Peter and says, I'm out of here. Now both sides are trying to figure out what happened with the missiles and why they were attacked. Well, in the Fantastic Four issue, 539, we find out that two of the Fantastic Four bad guys, the Thinker and Puppet Master, rigged the whole thing and was playing with the situation. The missiles came from a Puppet Master-controlled attack helicopter who was just monitoring the situation and shot him. They rigged the whole thing up to make the heroes look bad. And after the battle takes place in Amazing Spider-Man, we see Thing and both sides trying to sway him. In the end, he tells them all to leave him alone. and walks away and he says, I'm totally leaving. I'm out of here. And that is where we'll hit the pause button on this epic adventure into Civil War. Tune in next week where we cover the second part of this journey. I'm Bry, the Comic Book Guy. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Bry the Comic Book Guy to see pictures of all the issues we'll talk about. Thanks for listening.